Hi there, this is Gary Van Warmerdam, and this is the Awareness and Consciousness Podcast from PathwayToHappiness.com. Merry New Year! And what I like to address in each new year is that everything changes. I address it in my own personal life. It's a recognition that if the past has shown us anything, it's shown us that the future will be nothing like the past. So I had some planned podcasts. That's changed. See, even my plans have to change, and I get to run my own show here in this audio. It was suggested that I do some pieces about dealing with fear, particularly economic fears, money worries. I'll share with you my process with that, because I think it's helpful and it reflects a process worth doing in whatever situation of change that we're in. And my first instinct was to be hesitant, to resist. I felt I didn't want to do it. And so my logic and reasoning about not doing an audio on fear or that big a topic of fear was that I didn't want to do something that big. You get into fear of money, and now you have to address survival fears and if you address survival fears, then there's parts of survival fears that's really about food and shelter and providing for your family that have a real basis in survival and instinctual fear. But then there's this slight variation that becomes a huge exaggeration when it's the imagination generating those fears based on survival stories. And splitting that line is challenging. And mind you, there's this whole other point of view that as your consciousness expands, as you gain more control over your mind and, and even over your instinctual survival fears, you can dispense with those also. You don't have to react from those. And then we talk about money. We have to be very practical to give some practical, helpful suggestions to people without becoming, oh, Pollyanna hopeful, which is another illusion. And then there's denial, and there's compensating strategies that are helpful, but also hide the fear and hide what's going on in the mind. So there's all sorts of layers. Like, this is a big project. Fear is the emotion that's at the heart of emotional reactions. It's at the central core of the drama we do in our lives. It's at the central core of the drama humanity does. And so I was a little hesitant to put that in a 20 or 40 minute podcast. And as I sat with this, I recognized that one of my reasons for that hesitation was the mental construct I had created about what a podcast is or what I wanted a podcast to be. I wanted my podcast to be something self-contained. It had a beginning. It made a point. Hopefully I was able to address some objections and overcome them, address alternate points of view, address where that principle can turn into a distortion and become a problem in itself, where something good can be taken too far and be turned into fanaticism and understanding where that line is, and take one idea and go deep. That was my preference. I were to address a topic the size of fear, 
it wouldn't fit in my little nicely contained podcast box that I had created. My assumptions about how I would like a podcast to be formulated can't hold that larger project called fear and addressing fear, overcoming, dealing with money, anxieties, worries. It's not a 30-minute issue. So according to the container I had, the container of assumptions of how to do a podcast or how I want to do a podcast, addressing this topic of dealing with money fears, my container was overwhelmed. Interesting how then my first instinct was to toss it out. Because the container in my mind was a little uncomfortable with this new paradigm, the mind wanted to toss the new project. So it's a little interesting that first response of the mind to being overwhelmed with the size of this project was to toss out the project and thereby restore its comfort level to know I'm just going to stay with my container and fixate on that limited paradigm. And that's one of the ways we compensate to feel better. It looks like we're feeling better because we threw out this other idea or this other larger project or this other thing to do. But we're avoiding reality. We're avoiding something that maybe it's healthier to address. So the reason I tell this story is that it's not unlike the very same thing we do when we're facing fearful situations or uncomfortable circumstances. My process is kind of small, relatively little emotion, but it's a matter of noticing the discomfort, the conflicting assumptions in my mind pressed up against this other paradigm. When what's pressing up against you is reality, when it's the discomfort of your credit cards balance growing out of control not being able to make the payments fears of what will happen to the degree we don't want to answer the phone creditors might be calling and it's pressing up against our illusion of we don't want it to happen or it might just be the discomfort of not wanting to even open your statements for your 401k, not wanting to acknowledge, okay, this is where the financial situation is. You can call it denial, you can call it a number of things, but it's a way that we out of reaction without very clear-mindedness, without awareness, seek emotional comfort. We do it in denial. We hang on to these little simple structures of what we hope for and push away this larger paradigm that very well may be reality, in hopes that by pushing it away, we will find comfort. Somewhere we'll have the consciousness to know that's not going to be the case. It's what we're doing instinctively, trying to find a comfortable feeling. But that comfortable feeling doesn't happen because we hide in an illusion. It just perpetuates feeling uncomfortable. It's why we do it. It's 
still doesn't mean it's a good idea. But hopefully this gives a little more insight into what is happening and that what we're fighting to cling to are mental constructs. Mental constructs that aren't even true. And so we attempt to find this emotional safety, this emotional comfort in this paradigm of assumptions and beliefs of what we want or what we hope for or what we planned. But there's very little emotional safety in an illusion, in a belief. Matter of fact, it can blind you and even blindside you. Kind of what happened with the Wall Street investors. They were blinded by their own illusions. Collectively, it was one giant illusion. They call it a bubble. But those bubbles exist as illusions and beliefs in people's minds. So now the challenging part of dealing with what we're uncomfortable dealing with and noticing that we resist it, and part of the reason we resist it is we're clinging to what we'd hoped for or planned for. And some people try and will themselves to go deal with this uncomfortable or fearful situation. But you're willing yourself against the power of what you're attached to. And what makes this process a whole lot easier of dealing with a challenging situation is if you take the time to evaluate what you're attached to. With me, it was assumptions of what I thought a podcast should look like, sound like, how it should be put together. Kind of ideas I never wrote down over the last couple of years. But just noticing what I liked and didn't like about a piece. And realizing, okay, that has to go. It's not going to be clean and neat. I don't know what it's going to be, but I know what it's not going to be. It's not going to be what I thought it was. That much I know. It's not going to be what I planned. I just know it's going to be different. Because like life, every day we enter a world that's unlike anything we've seen before. We might try and look at it the same day. We might filter over, oh, it's just like yesterday. But the landscape has changed, whether you realize it or not. And you can be afraid because it doesn't match your existing paradigm and your plan in your mind. Or you can be excited. Or you can be a lot of different things emotionally. But if you find it challenging to deal with life as it is, and you feel that resistance holding you back to take care of these challenges or these things that are fearful to you. Consider taking some time and doing an inventory of what you're attached to, what emotions are there, what were the plans, assumptions you built. And when you detach from that, going forward in this new terrain gets a lot easier because you don't have these beliefs and this plan that you're clinging to in your subconscious.
Sometimes you have to let go of the past and let go of the plan of the future before you can really embrace the future. Or I should say, sometimes you have to let go of the plan of the future that you made in the past so that you can face today. And that detaching makes things a lot easier. The difference when you do this with awareness, and you're aware of the containers you structured in your mind and mental constructs, you're aware of them, you're aware of how they buck up to resist, bounce against new paradigms, new real life situations, is that you can get rid of them pretty easily. And you can let go of these whole mental structures and concepts and detached, and it's not a big drama. Change is easy. Granted, this one isn't ripping my life apart, but you can do life changes in the same way. Job changes in the same way. Relationship changes in the same way. It takes some practice to do those bigger things, relationships and career and with equanimity, with calm, with out big drama. It takes some practice, but I think those kinds of things are worth doing without drama. Those types of things are worth learning how to do without that big emotional drama. Learning how to do these things, which is taking on these larger challenges, can seem overwhelming. We can't even imagine doing that in the beginning. And I find that the best way, if possible, to go about taking on these larger and sometimes seemingly overwhelming projects, like dealing with our own emotions of anger or fear, voices in our head, our financial situation, our relationship problems. The best way to deal with that sometimes, if possible, is to break that problem down into a lot of little steps. If you want to learn how to play Beethoven's Ninth Symphony on the piano, you start with something simple. You start with your first lesson. You don't start with Beethoven. If you want to get a college education, you start by preparing yourself for college. You're like, how do I get into college? What requirements do I have to meet? And checking them off the list. That's where you start. You aren't even in college yet, but you prepare yourself to finish. And those things worth doing in our life generally take more than a day. Those things worth doing that reward us for years to come often take years to accomplish. But the rewards return back to us. The return on our investment is there for the rest of our life. And the way you go about those great accomplishments is one step at a time. So I will, as far as I can see right now, take on this larger topic of fear and hopefully address some of the issues of what's going on in the mind with people. And I certainly won't get it all done in one audio piece. 
I won't try to. But I'd like to do it one small piece at a time. So the first piece that I want to address is that if you have worries about money, anxiety, and some of these are very real. People are losing their jobs. They're losing their homes. They're wondering how they're going to feed their kids. If you're in that kind of situation, your fears are very real. And if you're not in that kind of situation, but you're afraid of being in that kind of situation, the fear you feel is also just as real. It's a little less based on survival needs and more based on what your imagination is projecting. But the emotion you feel is just as real. You see, the emotion we feel is perfect. If we feel fear, if we feel anxiety, whatever our situation we're supposed to feel that. That emotion we feel, that tells us that our emotional physiology, the functioning part of our being that creates emotions, is operating correctly. You see, we're supposed to create emotions. Now, we can create emotions because we're reacting to real-life situations, and we can create emotions because we're reacting to imagined scenarios. We can just imagine something and we can create an emotional response. See, our emotional body that generates these emotions, it doesn't care whether something's fabricated in the imagination that we're projecting or it's a real-life situation. Our physiology creates emotion. That's one of the things we do. We create emotions. And then we feel those emotions. And if you are creating fear, you're feeling fear. Your emotional system is working perfectly. There's a number of different sources for emotion. There's about a half dozen of them. Two of them I just mentioned. One is this natural instinct we have for survival that's fight or flight. It's very often fear or anger. Fear as a defense mechanism will cause us to run. Okay? Or that heightens our adrenaline and turns to anger for cornered to defend ourselves as a survival protection. All physical animals basically have those instincts. It's emotional instincts. Drives their physiology, drives their body. Changes their heart rate, changes their respiration. And the emotion that goes with that physiology is perfectly normal and natural. That's one source of emotion that we create and feel. There's another source of emotion that we also create in the same way, but it's imagined scenarios. And these are the things that we project. These are the things that we can have a lot more control over. One of my former clients, she would have these scenarios of ending up on the street as a bag lady pushing a shopping cart. And they would run through her head and she'd feel almost paralyzed by the fear and the horror of it and losing everything in her life. And 
She would imagine this while she was sitting in her office on the corner of whatever floor of pharmaceutical company that she was at while making six figures a year. But it wasn't irrational that she had emotions. The beliefs she projected, those were irrational. Those were things that weren't happening. But her mind could project it, and her emotional body responded perfectly. The piece of this project that I want to address is, if you're in the mode of berating yourself for, I shouldn't feel this way, I shouldn't be so afraid, I hate feeling this way, I wish I didn't feel this way. Now we're judging ourselves for feeling emotions that, you know, we're supposed to feel. Those emotions are there, they're the perfect response to what our mind is doing or what our situation is. Now, what our mind is doing, the story it's projecting, the future scenario of doomsday that it's running, that's irrational. That's not real. That part we could do without. But the fear response to that, that's perfectly normal. So, let's take out of this equation, or at least suspend our belief in the stories we have about our fears. See, because we have this projected scenario of doom, we've got our fear response, and then we have a story about our fear response. There's other layers to this, but this is simple enough. So, the story about our fear response is, I shouldn't feel this way, this is bad, I hate feeling this way, I wish I felt different. No! Your emotions aren't the problem. That's missing the target. That's looking at a system that was working properly. Your emotional reactions are working properly. Be thankful. Be thankful. Well, first of all, it'll eliminate some of the self-abuse and self-criticism we have about feeling what we feel. And we can take that layer off and the emotional reactions we create from that when we stop believing those judgmental stories about feeling the way we feel. And we can start focusing on the real problem, which is what stories are being projected in our mind that we react to emotionally. Because that's the thing to change in order to change your emotions. So notice specifically that I've invited you to suspend your belief in your commentary and your thoughts that you shouldn't feel what you feel or feeling that is wrong or it's irrational or it's crazy. I'm inviting you to suspend belief in that and perhaps adopt this other perspective that your emotions are fine. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Notice that I'm not telling you to stop telling yourself or that you shouldn't tell yourself that. Because, you know, your mind is going to do what it's going to do at this stage of the game. It's early in the show. It's still going to tell the story, I wish I didn't feel this way. I wish I didn't have this fear. I shouldn't feel this fear. Your mind is probably still going to run that story if that's what it's doing. 
but perhaps you're going to believe it less. And it's okay that the mind tells this story because it's doing what it's doing. That's what it does. And it's very difficult early on to control the chatter in the mind. But you can suspend your belief in what it says. And that's all you really need to do anyway. So I give you that bit to help you manage your expectations. And to specify this exercise a little bit more. So for now, in this process of dissolving fear, take a look at those stories that we have as a reaction to feeling what we feel. Tail end of this chain of events of emotion. Those stories that say, I shouldn't feel this way, or I wish I didn't feel this way, or I hate feeling this way. Take a look at those. And be a little skeptical of that. Because you're supposed to feel exactly how you feel. Maybe you don't need to project the doomsday scenarios, and that'll change your emotional response. But if you're responding to those projected scenarios with emotion, you're supposed to feel that way. And if you're not responding emotionally to that, that might be a bigger problem to have. So appreciate that your emotional system is working properly, that it's functioning, doing what it's supposed to do. And that way you'll stop reacting with stories about something that's not a problem and start focusing on the real source of the problem which is the way the mind projects false scenarios through false beliefs. I hope that helps in a small way of how to have a little more clarity about what's going on in your mind and getting a better handle on our fears and anxiety about money and the economic situation. There's a lot more to this, a lot more practical actions you can take. You'll find those practical actions in the self-mastery course on my website. The first few sessions are free, so you can sample the material. I hope this little foray into this unknown world of challenging fears has been helpful. This is Gary Van Wormerdam with the Awareness and Consciousness Podcast from PathwayToHappiness.com inviting you to be happy in your life in whatever path you create. And with a request that perhaps if you find this material useful you will consider bookmarking it on one of the social bookmarking sites, build a link to it, make it easier for other people to find, or just give a favorable review on iTunes or wherever you happen to find this audio. Thank you.